Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, the last of this week's Lineout podcasts. Um, like I mentioned in the previous episode, we said we were going to talk about Australia-France, but uh, we had quite a lot of rugby to get through in the last episode. So uh, to give this game, which I think is a very important game, uh, the attention it deserves, we've decided to do a little shorter uh, podcast on uh, just that game alone. So Australia-France, opening game of a three-test series, which I have to be honest and say that I am anticipating just as eagerly as the will-it-won't-it-happen-line series in South Africa currently going on right now. Um, obviously, French uh, players never get to be part of the whole Lions experience, but uh, is arguably the best side in the Northern Hemisphere right now, um, alongside perhaps Wales. You'd have to argue that uh, this is a very, very important tour two years out from their their World Cup. I think it's made even more important by the fact that France have an enormous amount of depth in their squad right now. And they've chosen to uh, take a very young and by all intents, for all intents and purposes, a very inexperienced squad to Australia and see how they match up. You know, Australia themselves, a dismal, dismal super rugby campaign uh, against New Zealand sides. Um, So lots of question marks as to how well Australia are going to fare. But I think the difference is Australia nationally and Australia at super rugby are two very different beasts. And their coach, Wallaby coach Dave Rennie, is uh, he's got a sharp head on his shoulders and... uh, yeah, so in, in short, a fascinating test series awaits. And in the opening exchanges, we were not disappointed. I love that test match. I thought it was an absolute thriller from start to finish and a classic test match. Um, so I think, first of all, the labels of a third string French side or whatever are completely unjustified. That's a quality uh, French, French side that is not that far from being many of those guys being uh, first choices for France uh, in a starting 15. So you did get a quality French side that turned up and they took the game to Australia. Uh, Let's face it, the scoreline was 23-21 at the end. Uh, And if um, there hadn't been a complete uh, implosion of, of common sense in the dying minute of the game from when the instead of just kicking the ball out they tried some complicated passing maneuver that that went horribly wrong um allowing australia to get to get back possession and score you know essentially what was a, a crucial uh crucial kick at goal through a disciplinary lapse from the french we'd be writing a very different story so it was nail-biting stuff from start to finish. Um, Australia, I thought, you know, it, in the first half, it looked like it was all going to be about France. Uh, they dominated that first half, but Australia, all credit to them. They got themselves back into that game um, in the second half, and uh, they got better and better as, as the game wore on. And I think from an Australian point of view, lots of players stood up and, and put their hand up and, and counted. So... It was it was a good match for both sides. You know, France will will be kicking themselves for that moment of stupidity, um, similar to uh, the the one in the Autumn Nations Cup, um, which caused them to lose against England. But you know, or or to to lose against uh, Wales and the Six Nations. But 
know, at the end of the day, it's you need the experience of moments like that to make sure when it really counts in two years' time of the World Cup, you don't you aren't making those kind of mistakes. So yeah, good effort from both sides, and I think this this test series is going to be absolutely fascinating, and it's going to be down to the wire. I think uh, I have a gut feeling that that France are going to learn from their mistakes and win the next match, setting up uh, a real a real cliffhanger finale in the third test. But uh, looking at the play overall, I thought both the uh, front rows were very competitive. Uh, Jean Baptiste Gros, Gaetan Barlow. Uh, Demba Bamba. Barlow had some issues at line-out time, I think, in terms of his throwing. Um, and Bemba, some some lapses, I think, just, you know, in terms of, of technique. But again, they were competitive. Uh, very, very competitive. But um, so was Australia's front row. I thought Brendan Payenga-Mosa had a blinder of a game. Uh, really solid. But uh, and Alan Alatoa, he's always good value for money. So they they played well. I thought um, this, the replacement hooker Lachlan Lonergan, when he came on, he had a stellar second half performance. Uh, lots to get excited about there for for Australia and Taniela Tupo. Uh, well, the the man needs no no introduction. He is quality through and through. Um, the minute he came on, he made his presence felt. So uh, Australia can feel pretty good about uh, how that all panned out. I thought in the second rows, uh, Kylian Garazzi and Romain uh, Tavafuna for France, a solid effort. I think Garazzi is going to get better and better as this tour wears on. But uh, I thought Matthew Phillip and Lucan Salakai-Loto, they had a very good outing for Australia. Uh, I thought the French pair were better um, overall as a unit. But uh, some good individual performances from uh, Philip and Salakai Loto, but particularly Philip, I thought he really stood out. Rob Valentini's uh, debut for Australia did not disappoint. Uh, you know, the Brumbies flanker was, uh, he's a physical specimen and he's hard hitting. Uh, you run into him and it's game over. He was, he was good. Uh, he lived up to to expectations and partnered with Michael Hooper and the increasingly impressive Harry Wilson at number eight. That was a good back row effort from Australia, particularly in the second half. You know, they, they took a little bit of a while to settle, but once they did settle, impressive. France, I thought, by comparison, were actually a little bit disappointing there. I thought, you know, they had moments as, moments of brilliance. I thought Chalange led quite well as, as, as captain and I think he put in a solid effort of, of the three back rowers, the most impressive effort. But uh, Cretin and Sekou Makalu, uh, I wasn't overly impressed. I would have preferred to see Cameron Wokey, uh, to be honest, um, get the starting jersey there. Because certainly when he came on, he, he in, in the second half, he was, he was dynamic. He was the kind of dynamism that France needed in that match, and they didn't have it. Um, in Makalu and Cretin. So, yeah, um, something for France to think about there. But that, that Australian back row, as the game progressed, they really they really started to hit their straps. And, and certainly for Rob Valentini, guy to watch. In the halfback partnerships, I thought France were far superior. Uh, I thought Baptiste uh, Cuyot and Louis Carbonel. I mean, Louis Carbonel, he's... 
he's rapidly getting to the caliber of guys like in Tamak um, and Jelly Bear. So he's a quality player through and through. You're not losing much by having him as your, your starting starting 10. Uh, I thought Kuyu, yeah, he needs some work. But I thought overall as a unit, they combined well, and I think they had the edge over um, Noah Lolicio and Jake Gordon. Jake Gordon looked good at times. Uh, Lolicio missed some important kicks. And I don't think he was quite the – he certainly was not the kind of playmaker that uh, Carbonell was. So, you know, France definitely had the edge there, and they'll be looking to really capitalize that on, on, on that in the second test. As for the backs, um, I thought I thought Tamua in the centers uh, had a good, a decent game. Not a, a stellar game, but a decent game. I thought Hunter Paisami was really, really good. And I think he's only going to get better as this test series uh, progresses. Um, he's a quality player through and through, and he's somebody I've identified that Australia needs to get excited about. And I think... Uh, Dave Rennie, Coach Dave Rennie, is, is, is clearly thinking the same along the same lines. He's powerful. He's fast. He's quick thinking. He's got a great skill set. Uh, definitely, definitely some solid competition there. Um, and he was up against it, against Jonathan Dante. I thought Jonathan Dante for the French had a blinder of a game. So there's some really good contests there. And I thought, uh, I thought Arthur Vincent, he'd be... For France, he had a he had a respectable game. Again, I think him and Tamua didn't really stand out as a, as a contest. But the one between Dante and Passami that was that was huge entertainment value. On the wings, um, again, I thought France had the edge with Peno and Villiers. Uh, Villiers opening try, immense, impressive. I mean, he's like a he's yeah, he's like a French French Fijian. He's oozing talent and 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 an eye for opportunity. Um, and Pano, I thought, didn't have as good a game as his potential uh, would indicate. But I think, again, he's only going to get better as the series wears on. So I wouldn't be overly concerned at this stage. Tom Wright uh, had a good game, I thought. He's still, you know, he's still learning, I think. But whenever he gets the ball, he's impressive. Uh, Marika Corabetti for Australia, absolutely outstanding effort. Um a huge fan, have been for a long time now. I think defensively he's getting much stronger. Um, and he's just a powerful, fast ball carrier. He's really hard to bring down. So, yeah, Australia will be excited about him in the next two tests. And the one guy I was a little bit disappointed in, um, and I think he got edged by uh, his French counterpart, despite some of the mistakes uh, that uh, Melvin Gemini made on his debut. But I thought Tom Banks, who's a player who has impressed me, uh, make no mistake about it. I thought he had a pretty weak game overall. Uh, in the in the benches, we've already mentioned the, the huge impact uh, Prop Daniel Tupo had. Um, I thought uh, Baptiste uh, Pesenti, once he came on um, in the second row, he was impressive for France. Uh, Cameron Wokey, they've got to start him. I, I think, you know, that's that's just a no-brainer. He has to start the next two tests. Teddy Irabaren for France in the scrum half. Berth, I'm not convinced, eh? Uh, 
he's a bit of a loose cannon and he's a little bit unpredictable and when he gets flustered his game his game goes out the window and you could see a little bit of that uh on saturday on, on wednesday against australia um and he was part of the comedy of errors in the last minute that helped australia get the edge so yeah anthony boutier again much the same as the rest of the subs okay game um but could have been could have been better i thought um so yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, see how that goes. Actually, I I'm talking rubbish here. Excuse me for a second. Uh, I don't think actually Boutier even came on. Um, so yeah, uh, what you're looking at is is that mistake at the end uh, in the interplay between Jaminet and the rest of his team, which just get rid of the ball at that stage of the game. It's a no-brainer. Kick it out, even if it's a rubbish kick. Just get rid of it. Don't go and try and put, play some complicated passing game. Anyway, um, for the Australians, uh, I thought Tate McDermott had, uh, I thought he had a good effort when he came on at scrum half. Uh, I'd almost argue that he's your starting choice for the next two tests. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. But lots, lots to feel positive about for both sides. That was a proper close fought test match and it could have gone either way. Uh, setting up uh, a great test next Tuesday that uh, I just can't wait to see. Uh, that's, I think, without any shadow of a doubt, is going to be the game of the week next week. So you're not going to want to miss that one. Um, you know, arguments about French third, second string sides, I think are irrelevant. Uh, I think too much dwelling on Australia's dismal super rugby campaign is also uh, irrelevant. It's, it's, it's day zero, I think, uh, for both these, these sides as this, this, uh, test unfolds. So first game in could have gone either way, uh, solid effort from both France needs to, you know, France needs to just pay attention a little bit more. Uh, and they've got to fix those final five minutes. They're, they're making some just beyond basic mistakes in the last five minutes that, that no team at this level should be making. So concentration and focus, get the job done. Um, that's what France needs to do. Australia, just more of the same uh, and build on it. Um, you know, uh, I think, um, you know, the stats actually look pretty good for Australia. Um, they uh, run meters made. They made 366 compared to uh, France's 210. France beat more defenders though, um, and had more clean breaks, and uh, so that's that's impressive. Australia made 146 passes compared to France's uh, 61, um, but France were offloading the ball a fair bit more than than Australia. And they also were, were key in getting turnovers. They made twice as many turnovers as, as Australia. So, um, yeah. But uh, Rux won 94 for Australia compared to 40 for France. So there's, there's some good stuff to, to, to dwell on there. Um, Australia did miss more tackles, though. Uh, France missed 15. Australia only missed 18. So, and... You know, the same kind of issue that plagued Australia in their Super Rugby uh, series against New Zealand, their tackle success rate, it's still way down there. They only managed 70%, whereas France managed 90% in that match. 
so yeah there's there's work to be done um for both sides but a promising start to what i think is going to be an absolutely enthralling series so i hope you enjoyed it as much as as i did and um are, are looking forward to the next uh, two tests as, as much as i am I'll leave it on that for now, and uh, fingers crossed that uh, all the rugby this weekend goes off according to plan, and uh, that the Lions tour can start building towards those all-important three tests against the Springboks. In the meantime, take care, everyone. Stay safe, enjoy the rugby, and we'll talk to you soon.